0: Welcome to the VP Podcast, where I'm right and you're wrong, but only if I'm right. Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? It is Tanner here with the Vision Project VP Podcast. I almost stumbled there. It's been a very... (laughs) Long time. We are quite rusty here over here at the uh, Vision Project. It's been a very long time, a long time waiting. Last night I was listening to the very first edition of the VP Podcast where we were talking about the church voicing its opinions and racism. Quite the spicy topic, if I might say, uh, for a start of a podcast. But I think during that time uh, six months ago. Can you believe that it's already been six months since we started this podcast? That is just insane. So happy six months to the VP podcast. Uh, looking forward to do some more of this, but I cannot believe that that was six months ago. And, and for the things that were going on in that time, I think it was very, very important to touch on those, uh, certain subjects. And I thought it was really cool uh to hear the perspective from diligent the artist. Shout out to him. I miss him a lot. The boys busy and same over here. And that's why we haven't been really able to do these podcasts. And so today I just kinda want to speak my mind uh a little bit on uh progressive wow progressive Christianity uh in the sense of people taking opinions over truth. So with that being said Why don't we start up this introduction before we waste time, shall we? Hit it. Welcome to The Vision Project, a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who he is and how much he loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. Wow, doesn't that bring such incredible nostalgia? Six months of four episodes. (laughs) We need to do this more. It's kind of sad. I should at least, at least have once a month, but I'm trying to shoot for way more than that, so we'll see. Hopefully my schedule can kind of clear up and we can move forward and do some awesome Q&As again like we did last time. Go ahead and check out that relationship uh, episode that we had last time, which I believe was like two months ago, three months ago. Holy cow. Uh, But with my lovely fiance, and it was incredible. She's awesome and she was a stud in that. So <laughs> shout out to her. Um, I wanted to talk about progressive Christianity because it's been on my heart. And honestly, I I want this to be an organized thought process. But at the same time, I do want this to be from the heart. And recently, I've been struggling with this idea of progressive Christianity because it emphasizes opinions over truth. They may not recognize that, but they truly, as progressive Christians, want to emphasize things that are going on here right now in these times and try to fit God with the narrative. And so that's what I kind of struggle with because... We as Christians know that God is never changing in his ways. So I don't know where we kind of got that idea from, but let's read the definition of what a progressive Christian is according to the world standards. So we know the king of kings when it comes to the standard of worldly definitions is the legend itself, Wikipedia. So we're going to take a look at Wikipedia, and they're going to help us out with understanding what progressive Christianity is. So, according to Wikipedia, progressive Christianity is an approach to the Christian faith that is influenced by post-liberalism and postmodernism. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Um, but yeah, let's pick this apart. So, the movement itself, it's a movement, it's an argument within the church, the modern church. Progressive Christianity, let's look at progressive. Progressive means you're moving forward you're increasing you're gaining you're gaining new ideals understandings you're kind of going with the flow you're kind of gaining new understandings and things as you move forward so i i guess if we put ourselves in the progressive christian shoes as a progressive pr- christian if we were to you know put ourselves in in, in that shoe in that place in perspective we're very open minded We're not very fixated. We're very, very open-minded, and we accept things as they come along and have a concise and, I guess you could say, a decent argument. An argument that sounds somewhat agreeable or even understandable. And so you'll see these progressive Christians start to accept these worldly things that people that are very traditional Christians that are fixated on what the Word says are very, very offended by that. They're very, very offended that somebody would be so open-minded to what the world says that they would be able to to accept that, that they're just so willing to do that. So, it's kind of interesting to see this movement of progressive Christianity grow so rapidly I mean, it's absolutely everywhere. It's rapidly growing. You can't miss a church service without somebody being in that church service being a progressive Christian. It's everywhere. No matter what church you go to, you will see progressive Christianity somehow in some way forming to their theology in the way that they think. And so what, how does a progressive Christian think? Well, they think, like I said, very fluently, very open-minded. You know, They don't have a fixated mindset for the word. I've had many, many, many conversations with these people, and, the, and, and most of their argument is God is so loving that he would not reject people in the way that they feel. Not only that, they also go to Jesus the character himself, the the person, the being, the God that he is, and they look at the character of God and they say that Jesus himself would accept people for who they are. That is our modern narrative and agenda that is being pushed and Christians are being influenced by it. As as the definition even said, it is an approach to the Christian faith that is influenced by post-liberalism. So in essence these Christians, quote unquote, are gaining their own opinions I don't want to say gaining. I want to say placing their own opinions and trying to fit it into their faith. And so you have these Christians that have these crazy, insane beliefs and theologies because they have been forming all of these different ideas from their own presuppositions and pre-understandings and trying to fit it. Trying to fit it in some way and somehow to that faith some way and somehow to that Bible so much that they're willing to twist what the Bible says and fit it to their own agendas and fit it to their own ideals and to fit it to their own opinions at least they'll try and that is the sad part about progressive Christianity is that they are trying to blend water with oil They are trying to blend the world with God. And we know that doesn't work. The ideals and the thought process of progressive Christianity is simply this God changes his ideals to fit with our ideals, God changes his ways because of the way that society has changed. So in essence, progressive Christianity believes that God changes as the world changes and quote-unquote improves. As new things start to sprout, as new ideals and ideas start to become and and really start to brew within our society, they truly believe, they actually Honestly believe that God changes his ways. Beloved, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, please do not fall under the category of a progressive Christian. We are called into a life of difference. Look at 1 Peter 2, verse 9 through 11. I mean, we'll, we'll turn to it right now, matter of fact. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 through 11 says this, But you were a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you were God's people. Once you would not receive mercy, but now you have received mercy. Here's the important part. Beloved, not the important part, but what I'm trying to key out or uh, emphasize. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. It is also uh, translated to be as aliens and foreigners. That's a different way. So beloved, I urge you as aliens and foreigners or sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. We are called to a life of difference. (laughs) That is just fact. And when the world is telling you to to believe in things, to do certain things, to act a certain way, to dress a certain way, to believe certain things, you're not supposed to submit to that. Because it's not even an authority, but we make it to be. We make the world to be an authority when it has no authority. But for some reason we lower ourselves... And submit ourselves in such a way that we give such a respectable and honorable position to the world. Christians, let me encourage you with this. If God was changing. If God was changing in his ways, in his ideals. If the morality of God was always wavering by the way that the world changes and quote-unquote improves, then we would never ever be able to rely on him the way that we do. Because a God that is always changing and is always wavering in his ways will never be consistent. Uh Hey God, um... You know, I was reading in your Bible that, like, fornification, like, sex before marriage is like, oh, uh, stop it right there. Uh, actually, today, and today only, you can have sex before marriage. On me, totally, just go for it. <laughs> like, it it doesn't make sense. A God that is changing, a God that is, is wavering in his ways, and, and is never consistent in what his ideals are is a god that we cannot rely on and that my friends is not my abba father that is not yeshua that is not adonai god is a god that is consistent read the bible if you have read your bible you would understand that god is never changing Even if you have only read the Old Testament, or you've even only read the New Testament, or even parts of the Bible, you would understand that God has never had a character change. You would know that he's always been consistent, and he has never been wavering in his ways. That's why you can see from the very, very beginning, in Genesis 19, Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed. Why? Because of their filthy, disgusting, gross, sexual passions, and much more. And why is Jesus coming back with his full wrath and also getting ready to take up his children to the kingdom, which is awesome? A common theme is that there's that filthy, disgusting, gross sexual immorality. Those fleshly passions That sinful nature that is still stuck within man. The unrepented hearts of man. Hebrews 13 verse 8 through 9 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods, which have not benefited those devoted to them. God is the same. God never changes. God is the same God today as he has always been. Pre-existing to time, pre-existing, never created, almighty, omnipotent, omnipresent, the incredible, almighty, majestic God. He has always been the same since the beginning of time, since he created time, since he breathed us from dust into who we are today, formed us, and he placed us in our mother's womb, knew our name before we even knew our own selves. He has never changed. And if he was a God that changed, we would never be able to rely rely on him he would be so unreliable. So my question for you, Christian, today is, and even non-Christian, you that are listening, are you willing to give up your opinion for obedience? Are you willing to give up your own desires, your fleshly desires, your sinful desires to live a life according to the will of God? There are two different lives that I think about. Two different instances that I think about in the Gospels. That we can look to for this example. The first example being the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler approaches Jesus. And he says. Jesus, I love you. I'm butchering this by the way. I desire to follow you. And Jesus is like, okay, if that's the case, go and sell all your possessions. Come follow me. The rich young ruler declines that offer. An offer of an eternity. And he decides he's going to (laughs) mope. He's going to go home. He's going to live his comfortable life. He loves Jesus He likes the idea Of Jesus But he's not willing to give up what he has He idolizes his life And he leaves Jesus To live a life for himself The second example Being a tax collector Named Zacchaeus Jesus approaches Zacchaeus calls him down from that tree and from that moment forward Zacchaeus felt such a great conviction but was so overjoyed by the presence of Jesus and said you know what I'm going to pay off the people that I ripped off Because I stole from them tenfold. I'm so willing to follow you. I'm not only going to repay and do what I was supposed to do, but I'm going to do it so much more than you would have even asked me to. Because I know that's what a life of a follower of Christ looks like. You see, we can either choose to be a rich young ruler. We can keep our lives to be comfortable believing in the things that we think that we know are true and believe our opinions to be right. Or we can choose to submit in the world's eyes that looks weak if you think about waving the white flag in war and battle in worldly terms it's a sign of weakness but for us as Christians when we wave that white flag it's a sign of not only surrender it's a sign of faithfulness it's a sign of trust in God That white flag, waving it in the air of surrender, is what a life of Christianity looks like. God, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) God, I have no idea what I'm doing with this podcast, but you take it. (laughs) You have it all. God, I don't know what I'm doing in this marriage. I don't know how to handle this situation with my wife. I don't know how to handle the situation with my kid. They're really struggling right now. It seems like my kid is slipping away and I don't know what to do. God, it seems like I'm, I'm really struggling in my job and I feel like I'm going to lose at any moment now, but I just need to give it up to you. God, these finances, I have no idea how I'm going to be able to handle it. But I'm going to give it up to you. And when it has to do with progressive Christianity, I would hope that the perspective would be, God, I think I know it all. I think I have everything right. I think I have all the boxes checked. But you're the all-knowing God. You are truth. You are life. You are the way. And nobody goes to the Father except through Jesus. So I'm going to believe in everything that you've said. I'm going to walk in the ways that you have walked. I'm going to live and abide by your will and your word. And I'm going to surrender. I'm going to wave that white flag. God, I know the world's opinions are different but a lot of people want to go with that flow and they want to go downstream. They want to go downhill. But God, I desire to climb uphill, to climb upstream, to battle for that position in the highest place, to battle to be obedient, to battle to be faithful, because I know that this sin is, That is around us. Wages war against my soul. But I'm willing. To obey you. So I would hope. Beloved. That you would surrender today. That you desire to live a life. So. Incredibly faithful to God. That even you yourself. Are willing to give up your own. Beliefs. Your own desires. Your own pleasures. Think of the thing that you were desiring today. Is it a video game? Is it a certain status like a relationship, a job position, promotion? What is it today? What is that desire you have? Whether you feel like it's selfish or not, what is that desire that you have in your heart deep down? If God said no to that today, would you be okay? Would you be all right with that? Because if not, I would urge you to pray. I would urge you to go to God about that. My fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to offer this life of urgency Of obedience for you. Christ has already given you that offer. I just want to be the vessel that reminds you of that offer. Living a life of urgency because we know that this life is temporary. None of this, beloved, was for me to bash the progressive Christianity movement but to open your eyes to what is true here at the Vision Project we desire to equip people with truth to spur one another on to encourage to teach etc the word was meant for that 2 Timothy 3 16 through 17 explains that. Progressive Christians are ones that desire to go with the flow. Maybe they're afraid of persecution. Maybe they're afraid to be different, set apart like we are called to. But my desire for all of us is that if we are calling ourselves Christians, We ought to look like it. We are called to be. These mirrors. Of Christ. Reflecting Christ. In such a beautiful way. That people are affected by it. Forever. That their lives are changed. Just simply. By how we act. By how our posture is. By how we live our lives. I would hope today that you were encouraged by this. If you made it to this point of the podcast, I want to thank you so much for your support, for your love, and for your attention. Not that I seek for attention, but that I desire for these messages to really stick to your heart. I hope today that you would not only look at your life but that you would deeply 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 analyze the different areas that you feel like you might have to change change is hurt it really hurts to rip out roots and that's just a fact not only that does it take a long time to truly rip out these roots and to cut off these bad branches but it does take a long time to grow a garden how much patience are you willing to have? planting seeds takes a long time that little sprout comes out after a while, but it's encouraging to see the fruits that come out. so I would hope today that you would analyze your heart, that you would repent that you would repent, excuse me of any unrepented sins that may be in your heart, and I want to offer you this life, this newness of life, as it talks about in Romans six. I want to offer it to you. I am so excited to see what God does with this. I'm excited to see any questions that may come up. And if you have any questions, you can go ahead and message us on our social media platforms. I would gladly, gladly answer them. And yes, I do know that we did not go into deep specifics uh, with the progressive Christian movement, but I just wanted to start out by encouraging you guys and letting you know that God is never changing. He's never wavering, and that's actually an encouragement for us, not a discouragement like a lot of people and a lot of progressive Christians will proclaim uh, that that God should be changing. If he's not, then that's not a God that I want to follow. Uh, that's The perspective of progressive Christians, unfortunately. Uh, But I do plan on going into those specifics in future episodes. Uh, Each episode, we will pick apart the different ideals, beliefs that progressive Christians favor. So guys, I'm looking forward to the future episodes. I'm so, so glad that you guys made it to the end of this podcast. And if you did, I just want to thank you so much. You can go ahead and share this, like this, Message us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, testimonies that you would like to share. Guys, we are so blessed that you support us, that you love us, uh, and that you were attentive during this time, and that you took the time to even listen, whether you're in your car and you're driving, stay safe. Uh, If you are in your home and you're cleaning and you're listening to it on your basic AirPods, I want to thank you for that. Stay blessed and repent of your sins for listening on AirPods, you sinner. (laughs) <laughs> totally kidding, but not. Um, <laughs> Man, I am just too much. I'm too much on these podcasts, man. Oh, boy. Anyways, before I drive you guys insane and keep you guys on this podcast for centuries, I might as well wrap it up for the fifth time. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to the VP Podcast. We're so so excited to be back and we're hoping to do these way more frequently if you guys liked it share it in any way that you can tell your friends about it tell your dog about it i'm sure that he would like it and find it to be a treat yum we are excited to have future episodes coming up look forward to them follow us on spotify so that you guys are updated hit the notification bell on youtube whatever you have to do We are looking forward to the future, and we are excited to see what God has in store. Had to sound a little bit more uh, inspirational, so you guys come back. Anyways, hope you guys are blessed. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy, happy New Year. Let's hope that the next year is way heckin' better than this one, huh? All right. See you guys. This is Tanner with The Vision Project, and we are out.